everybody we did it we really did we did what we said we were gonna do we made a podcast and we're making one of 45 podcasts <laughs> in the ivy league collective um this is the inaugural first ever piece of shit episode for the rotation fucking garbage i'm nate co-hosted by mikey and today we're diving into some fucking music okay and our first guest ever is Tim. Tim. A.K.A. Clarence. Some people may not know. You're in Ivy League now, dude. Yeah, people don't talk about that but enough. But you're in here. Sort of. No, like you're no, in No, there's it. a blood pact. Yeah, no, we did like the ritual. Like, people need to know what's up. Like I got like six albums lined up, but yeah. nobody, nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody's talking to me about it at all. Yeah, what we kind mean? of uh, been putting it off because of that lawsuit. You guys, uh, you guys actually cut me off the album. <laughs> entirely <laughs> i was here uh i was here doing a two-hour recording session last week i recorded on like 10 different songs yeah they just cut it yeah like i mean on, that's just the corporate world my friend chance you know on I mean? the life of pablo yeah <laughs> yeah you you made actually every song we brought you in for your input and then uh let you go you. on the tracks out of sympathy and then cut all of them yeah. well thank you yeah it's yeah. the nicest anyone's ever ever been to me. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the furthest we've gone with anyone, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, um, disregarding you entirely is exactly how Ivy League we <laughs> operates. We signed you as our yeah. punching bag. Just when things get stressful, where we need that person, we can to just blame, neglect. Yeah. I figured. And, uh, figured. you know, gaslight. <laughs> you know, blame <laughs> Manipulate. Yeah, mentally manipulate. <laughs> we need I'm, that guy. And you're, like, funny and, and cool, cool, so we know we could push you around physically and mentally so and take advantage you. of your musical creativity thank yeah. you well you're a funny guy <laughs> tell me a joke yeah do a joke funny guy <laughs> tell me a joke come on you did stand up once right come on man you're funny all right oh he's doing it yeah what's a joke <laughs> <laughs> he's doing he's doing the joke thing he's doing the joke um so tim what album did you end yeah, up yeah so let's just get right into it because we don't know all this right is so our, we know this well, is this is us trying to figure out how this is gonna go. I guarantee, like ten episodes time. will be like this. The first ten will be utter chaos. It's like the first seasons of like first season of any show, like Parks and Rec. That season was garbage. We haven't figured out our characters yet. Yeah, you know, we haven't figured out the arc. Anyways, what album did you end up going with? Yeah. So it took me a little bit because I I don't know. I listen to a lot of music, but it's also a lot of popular music or music that was popular at one point and whatnot like i i got it written down here like uh i wanted to go with man on the moon both one and two but then i was like eh a lot of people know that shit or like uh am i allowed to swear oh yeah we're going <laughs> fucking Shut ape the shit fuck up. well fuck me they're then. gonna pull our sponsorships dude. <laughs> there's gonna be a little um, explicit tag on spotify and no one's gonna want to sponsor it sponsor we're really them. losing the kid audience just keep <laughs> dropping f-bombs and shit like we are that. gonna open toys halfway through this though so what do you guys we're think about the iraq war <laughs> Fuck the music. Let's get down to business. <laughs> George Bush. Uh, no? This is the economy podcast. Um, but no, I I, uh, I mean, obviously, like, Blonde. Uh, what else do I got written down here? Uh, Circles by Mac. All that, obviously, are very popular albums. Very true. I don't know. Some of the, I mean, best albums. Some of them are probably some of the best albums ever made in my perspective. But... Uh, the album that I went with that I think is probably my favorite al album of all time is Cleopatra by the Lumineers. All right. Shit goes, by the way. Shit goes. I know. It, I've never listened to like more than just like... Ophelia. Yeah, Ophelia and Sleep on the Floor and damn. I was going to uh, say, um, yeah, my frame of reference, very small for the Lumineers. Yeah. I've always respected them since they were on the radio. Like I like those songs, obviously. Oh. Absolute hits. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that's my love. I've been trying. But I and I've seen that album cover a million times, but I've never actually like dove into it. So that's what this yeah. is about. We're trying to dive into some new shit yeah. because of this, yeah. this show. Uh so why did you pick that over like the rest of them? Uh well, I actually have a few like three that I was like very on the edge of, of picking. Mm-hmm that were like even above because i mean 
there's a difference between my favorite albums and some of the albums that I think are like the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. I mean, obviously my perspective on the greatest album of all time is different from probably any of yours or anybody listening or whatnot, because it's just sort of, I don't know. It's very opinionated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an opinionated subject. Um, some of the albums I was going to go with were the balcony by catfish and the bottleman. I don't know if you guys have listened to that. I have not. Never have. Uh, yikes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Shit, uh, they're listening. God damn it. Um, Dude, they were the first people to click on this, and now they hate us. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very much into, like, the whole alternative rock, whatnot, uh, in, like, the beginning of college, end of high school, I want to say, when I was, like, 17 to, like, 20. Mm-hmm. I was just super into, like, alternative rock. Uh, I actually went up. I went to one of their pop up concerts in Buffalo. Is that like? Uh, would they be people that were at like kerfuffle? Yes. Type of event. Exactly. Okay. That. Kerfuffle yeah. bangs, bangs and slams. Kerfuffy. Kerfuffy slammies. Buffy. <laughs> Buffy the kerfuffy. <laughs> Buffy the kerfuffy slayer. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, another one that I had was "Fix Me" by Marianas Trench. I saw that when you mentioned it, and I was like, I was surprised. That was actually the first concert I ever went to was a Mariana Trench concert. No shit. Uh, I was like 16. I was freaking out, dude. I didn't know yeah. what to do at a concert. Were you rolling? <laughs> rolling on Molly at the Mariana uh, Trench rolling concert. Rolling on Natty Light? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was in my sober state. Yeah. I okay. think that was when I, I before I was corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Mariana's Trench did it. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the last. Ones, they're the ones that corrupted you. <laughs> True. You went backstage and they were like, we all have beautiful voices. You want to smoke? Do some? Molly. <laughs> yeah, you want to do Molly? <laughs> you want to smoke a blunt that has Molly in <laughs> it? Well, actually, I, I said uh, I liked uh, I like Ever After too by them, mm-hmm. but I chose Fix Me, or yeah, Fix Me because it, I don't know, it brings some sort of nostalgia to it where a lot of pretty much a lot of the music i listen to is all like sort of nostalgic yeah um well i have written down so <laughs> <laughs> that it, it uh some of the tracks have like that nhl04 pop punk <laughs> yeah, that vibe. good shit dude. me yeah. and mikey talk about that all the time that is that is like one of our like common bridges i feel like with a lot of people that like we associate with is like the, the nhl fucking soundtracks NHL, were so man. good the early oh, yeah. 2000s nhl soundtracks are like fucking elite. I actually saw on Spotify a few like there's this guy who make like he finds the songs and he makes playlists on Spotify. Damn. Yeah, I listen really to the cool. I yeah. listen to the NHL 04 one all the time. That's <laughs> so like good. peak. That and no six are like 06, the two yeah. peak. The other ones are uh, <laughs> the other ones are uh, I mean some of the more popular pop punk or just punk I don't know punk rock. Uh, Riot by Paramore and then Black Parade. Mm. Obviously, because I have a black parade tattoo. Shit, go you do? Yeah. Oh my fucking! I literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't analyze people's tattoos because I feel rude doing it. But Jesus Christ, it's right yeah. there. Dude, Tim says anyone that has tattoos is a scumbag. So. Scummy yeah. as fuck. You're on camera saying that. Yeah. <laughs> You're on record. <laughs> tattoos are scummy. The stenographer has every time you've ever said that. <laughs> Uh, think, we have the the vlog stenographer. Yeah, they I keep the, they have, keep the minute by minute notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only have three music tattoos. There's that one, and then the Twenty Seven Club one, and then this was on X's cheek. Shit. Which one? The clock. The, oh, okay. The time watch stop watch. The yeah. time piece. Clock. The time piece. Time piece. But I mean, hey, I I would love to have you on to talk about another one of those records if you want. Yeah, at some point, definitely. We'll definitely double up. Yeah, so there, one, there will be. This one was great, though. There, yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> this one was great. Ten yeah. minutes. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, but yeah, uh, what is your what is the history with uh, Cleopatra? What is the history with this record? What does it resonate and mean to you? Uh, I mean, when I first listened to it, was probably because it came out in like what 2016 or something like that i think it was 2016 2016. i I don't even know this own album my own album i I picked i don't know why (laughs) but i thought this album was way older like 2011 or something Mm -hmm. i don't know why uh 
Maybe it just feels like that oh, long shit. ago. Shoot, shoot, shoot. No. Dude. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It was less than four seconds. We're not going to get demonetized. I tried to go to the, the Suck checklist. It. <laughs> Suck it. Suck yeah. it, the YouTube algorithm. We're going to keep doing it. Eat a dick, DMC. <laughs> Take this down. Take these nuts down, boy. <laughs> Claim these nuts. We ain't with that function. <laughs> Bazooka's at the function. <laughs> we can play our own music. That That's won't true. get demonetized. We should just do that. Yeah. For our next time. video is just us <laughs> listening to our own music and not talking. <laughs> I can't do that with mine because you guys have claimed every song I've made. Yeah, that's... <laughs> see, it's not DMC. We, uh, it's a Ivy League issue. We signed you for your uh, discography. Penelope Penelope Blue. I changed the name back. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Um, it got claimed the first day. What the fuck? Why? Uh, the sample I used for it, somebody used it and then they... Like copyrighted it. I hate that. And they have, that's why like all of our stuff is like free use, but we I know. got claimed for that. That's what it was. YouTube, YouTube it was a free sucked. use thing and they tell you not to like please don't content uh what is it, like content idea? Yeah. And they tell you that and people still do it. And it's like it Especially sucks. when they have long moments where the instrumental is a very big key in the song, like how mine is, where it's yeah. like pretty much half the song is just instrumental. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? It is I, what it is. I yeah. talked to them, Scumbags. and we figured it out. Oh, you, I didn't even try for half of the shit that's claimed for us, but we should. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks so but, much. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what's the history of Cleopatra and Tim? Oh, yeah, that was the question. <laughs> um, I mean, the history is just sort of... I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, hey, if you take it how we have forever. I know. <laughs> the history the history of the album, <laughs> meaning like... Uh, More like your like personal when you first history. heard it, yeah. or like why you grew attached to it, uh, why you hate it so much. I yeah, think I first it heard it... I think I got a notification on Spotify, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, that used to be my thing, was I, I was just always listening to music, because... 2016 was yeah 2016 was right around the time when i was a junior mm -hmm. or sophomore in high school i don't know i think it was a junior were you already a fan of them when it came out or you yeah okay that's cool good shit yeah catch me listening to dead sea every day <laughs> is that regarded as like their their most critically acclaimed album cleopatra, cleopatra? yeah uh, or is it so. kind of just like a classic? I think it's between that and uh, their new album that came out last year, Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they've just kind of gotten more and more. I want to. I don't want to say production quality, but like studio quality, as yeah. they put out the first and second and third. The first one sort of stuck to that very folk music sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. Like the ho, oh, hey, yeah, the old the hey, gather around hey, the bonfire, oh, yeah, hey. like that. <laughs> typical white person, <laughs> white person shit. Some real white like guy shit. White person, long hair, top hat, in twenty twenty one type <laughs> shit. Fucking rustic, yeah, <laughs> rustic bar. Hey, the uh, theme coming back from yeah, the teaser. From the teaser. But, I mean, that's, you watch the teaser, you'll get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Only the yeah. real ones. That's Only Wesley Schultz fans. though. What? Although that's Wesley Schultz though, the lead singer. Yeah. Is he like, like that? He's literally like him. Uh, he's an, he's an sorry, IPA dude. boy. Sorry, Wesley. Yeah. I love him. You Nothing love him. wrong with that. If I met him, I'd give him a firm handshake <laughs> and tell him, wow, I really love that shirt you have on. Cool album. Cool. Can I use my credit card to buy the album? <laughs> what the fuck? Cool red flannel. Is there anything non-dairy at this party? <laughs> anything gluten-free? Have you ever seen that uh, video? No. <laughs> I don't think so. You were it's in a like, very different corner of the internet. Damn it. I'm on gay Twitter. It's mostly just <laughs> gay people. fucking people angry at shit and liking albums, pop I am, albums. I am into to, to gay Twitter a little bit, but then it started getting like super hostile, and I'm like... Oh, it is. Uh, I'm like, come on. I'm like... Don't make another thing hostile. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have to fuck Clifford the red, big red dog today. Come on. Twitter. Well, Twitter is just a bunch of people now. Like, I, I know especially with that. I don't want to say gay Twitter, but 
<laughs> is that but a lot of like uh like zoomer twitter in general is just people finding out shit about themselves and then thinking that it's like some profound discovery they're like oh my god i'm not supposed to be like fucking high stressed all the time <laughs> yo what the fuck that's true yeah it's like did you know if you drink water you have clear skin I'm depressed because I eat processed foods 24-7. Well, it'll just be that kind of shit where it's like discoveries that like people already know, but they think (laughs) that it's like brand new and like they're the only one that knows about it. And then other people get pissed off at it. That's kind of how music is too. I'm not even trying to segue back. I'm just saying like in general. And I was saying this on uh, Two in the Cooler, shout out to them, that... No, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That um, like... The thing with music is, especially with, you know, music that, like, is considered, like, underground or someone that's not big yet, is, like, everybody wants to be the only person that knows of their of that artist. Yeah. For some reason. Unless they're, like, obviously big, you know, where, like, everyone noticed, you know, knows they're big. But when people are, like, coming up, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I was on him, like, a year ago. And you're like, no, you weren't. Okay. Or, like, <laughs> That's cool. Good for you. It, yeah well, that's how, uh, weird how people gatekeep weird shit like that's that. how i feel like schoolboy q and uh joey badass were at first you wouldn't understand rick and morty dude oh, it's yeah. the same it's the same crowd <laughs> same shit. it's the same crowd because it's like like what is there to understand just because it music? isn't like directly mainstream which mm-hmm. i hate using that word but like directly like People think that, like, mainstream music is, like, what plays on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the people what? who think that Tyler, the creator, is not mainstream. It's like, no. I, if you go on Tinder and, like, look at everyone's artists, like, most people listen to Tyler, the creator, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with listening to, I mean, because obviously I do it, too, but listening to popular artists because, I mean, they're popular for a reason. They make good music. I mean, exactly. if they didn't make good music, then they wouldn't be popular in the same i feel like with social media you don't have to be on the radio to be mainstream anymore oh no so it's basically like if you're just talked about a lot you know you're on the charts maybe or you're just getting a lot of attention you're pretty much mainstream at this point because there's a you know you see the same people on the radio that's why everyone hates the radio now because it's like the same 10 people can i go off on a tangent r quick let's go okay fucking ah <laughs> I fucking hate this so much, and I've seen it several times on Twitter. And I don't have Facebook, but I was shown by a friend. Uh, shout out, David. Love you. Um, oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, how white men specifically <laughs> use uh, underground hip hop and how much they love underground hip hop to hate on like popular female artists specifically rappers yes so like i've seen so much meg the stallion hate from white dudes who are like she's not real hip-hop she's not uh, like like the joji like real hip-hop yeah yeah like those kids it's the white boy who said it (laughs) (laughs) the real hip-hop don't you ever forget Forget it it. but literally like it was like well i because it was like why did she won like a grant or no gq just started doing this thing of like artist of the year or rapper of the year yeah gq yeah i think it's gq it could be like somewhat just a big magazine publication yeah yeah said that meg the stallion was like the artist of the year and this person good for her yeah yeah well deserved uh this person got so mad and slandered her like like a huge paragraph on facebook which Mm -hmm. means facebook it's a fucking cesspool yeah um but uh and everyone was like just say you're a fucking misogynistic dude just say you hate women <laughs> and he was like well i just like underground rap so it's like who fucking if you if you like underground rap quote unquote those people aren't getting nominated for artist of the year because it's always like about popularity yeah like yeah if you're Bro. underground <laughs> the whole point is you're not you know in award shows or on the radio yeah. like that's the whole thing you're putting in like the silent like the modest work and like, like why does that take away from meg the stallion and you he, can like he who you referenced like. how like it's just all sexual shit and and like a good uh comment people said it was like dude half the fucking male rappers out there are just saying yeah. the most perverse sexual shit and it just feels worse that's the because thing. there's like the the connotation of it all and i hate when people yeah. say that about female artists because in a way music in general is a feeling and sexuality is mostly either a feeling or a feeling you get when 
Yeah, I don't right. know. When you yeah. feel sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the thing is, though, is like a lot of these girl, like these girls, sure, like they, you know, they do like sexual, like it's part of their like thing, but it doesn't take away from their talent. It's not like they're no. only being sexual and that's all yeah. they have to offer. Like she is a it, and it's, fucking it's a crazy rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like her and Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Like they all have talent. Yeah. And Why do you think they're on the fucking plus radio? Sexuality. It's not fucking the 1960s with Elvis hip thrusting like yeah you know yeah. that's just and even that shit was, is like it's not a big deal anymore yeah and even that was were you referencing that how that was a big deal about how uh elvis was too vulgar because he uh swung his hips or whatever <laughs> yeah like yeah. what the fuck it's, i mean now we're here so it's like yeah yeah i only hope we get more more sexual <laughs> the more sexual we are i think people it destigmatizes like talking about like abuse and shit I just want to yeah. hear two people have consenting sex on mic, on a hot mic, like on an ASMR. <laughs> hot day, hot mic. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hear the... I want to hear the swap. I want to hear, I the, hear flop, the humidity. The flop of like... <laughs> I want to hear the, the flop. The balls to ass <laughs> clapping. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, point. I couldn't make the noise, so that, that was um, a really bad noise. That was the obligatory three white men talking about... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that but i feel like i don't know that just like sends me to high hell yeah in i don't know if it's just my instagram feed or like my twitter feed or whatever because i feel like i don't know if it's between like you said earlier like my corner of the internet because i'm always like just sifting through shit yeah and i become radicalized as a product of that (laughs) but (laughs) Like, I just fucking post something on my uh, Instagram story today because I took another political compass test. How'd I'm it like, go? holy fuck. <laughs> Are you an anarcho-communist? Are you a centrist? Yes. <laughs> You're a centrist? Oh, no, God. I'm a radical centrist. <laughs> a radical centrist. I'm, I radically believe to be in the <laughs> I radically played devil, devil's advocate on everything, <laughs> like uh, human rights and shit. Yeah, shit that... Like, healthcare, should people die... <laughs> Or receive medical care. It, it's sort of <laughs> should people be treated as my equal? I don't know, man. That's a little controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an opinion either way. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prager use okay because it's a different opinion than me. Speaking of um, radical centrists, <laughs> yes, Wesley Schultz. Sh- Wesley Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So. <laughs> you fucking call him a radical centrist. <laughs> a radical centrist. <laughs> we don't know his affiliation. Yeah, we don't know shit about this guy. But what I wanted to say, and I'm like, I don't know, one of the points I found listening to the, I really like this album. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. And I'm not, I'm open to all music, but, uh, you know, I just didn't know what to expect. I've never listened to a full album by anyone of that genre, really. Yeah. But, like, dude, this album starts off two absolute fucking bangers. I'm only saying that because it's ironic, because, like, <laughs> usually only, like, rap music is bangers, but. Yeah. Um, no, I get it, though. The fucking like bridge, the the weird bridge and gun song blew me away. Yes, I was listening. I wanted to talk about gun song, I, dude. The story behind it too is I did not nuts. know the story. I looked it story up. Story behind it, but that bridge, fucking wild. I know. I was, That's how it is for a lot of the songs too. Like a lot of them, uh, a lot of the ballads are like absolutely nuts with the instrumental. I absolutely love the like big studio sounding reverb yes mm-hmm. and on it's on like voice. the whole tr- the whole record has I like, like the that. big they have like the big ass drums it, i don't know how they recorded it but it sounds like it was all made in the same room like and like they just went into like the big wood room in a studio and we're just yeah. like we're gonna do all of it here with that's kind of the aesthetic it has where you just picture kind of like like you want to hear what i wrote sure yeah. for what i th- this okay wait let me find it so I said, um, this album makes me picture an opening of a movie, bird's eye view flying over a valley that leads to a snow-capped mountain, and there's an overcast that accents the dark shadows of the trees but brings out the emerald green of the leaves. The calming guitars make me picture sitting at a campfire, but the powerful drums remind me of the dangerous beasts that lurk in the same forest. It's actually had... very beautiful imagery. Yeah, I didn't know we had Thank Robert you. Frost on the fucking podcast. And I wasn't even trying to be like cool i was just like that's genuinely what i picture like yeah like it's like calming but also like like what you're saying like big and kind of like there's this big like like looming it's a beautiful feeling and i feel that way about sleep on the floor the first track off the album that was the Uh, one i was the most familiar with yeah i've heard that one a bunch of times my girlfriend plays it a lot so 
Uh, Great song though. Well, just just the opening of the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say with like what uh, filter they use on the guitar or like whatever, but just that opening like da 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 da. That sounded wrong. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Genuinely, yeah. that's like super recognizable. Yeah, I think it's a great way to like just open open the entire album off. Um, but yeah, the me- the the song about the message of uh, pretty much just leaving it all behind and uh, like escaping your reality. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Moving on to he something says else. Like, what does he say? Like, pack up your toothbrush and yeah. like empty your. I don't know. He basically says like empty your bank empty account, your like, let's skin. go type thing. Give me your skin. How do you pay the rent? <laughs> Is it your parent? Um, the one thing I will say. Like every song on here, most of them is like a story in itself, and I can like what I like described it. I can also like picture each story that they're like telling, like that one where he's like convincing this person to like just yeah get out of your like stupid little town and go like make something yourself or Mm. like risk it all to like move away. And their music video really does it justice. I don't know. I sent you the the twenty five minute ballad of Cleopatra music Mm -hmm. video. I think it's like the second or third i think it's a third one i think angela's two uh sleep on the floors third and then i don't know what's fourth mm-hmm. maybe my eyes i'm not sure um but it really encap nah, encapsulates that's not yeah yeah no that's totally <laughs> you got it you got this shit <laughs> big word guy <laughs> yeah i don't like words I don't read no fucking words, brother. <laughs> I ain't made no books. If the book got words in it, I ain't fucking reading it. I don't know no damn words. Give me the listen book. Give me one of them talking books. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking postcards that talk. Only book I read is the Bible. I got through two pages of it. Oh. That's big. That's yeah. a big ass book, my friend. <laughs> like Stephen King. Barely got through Genesis before I stopped. I had to write down talking points because I completely forget like my talking points once I get on camera. I think we brushed over what the record meant to you, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Because uh, <laughs> we dove into, like, the first internet politics. Well, Sleep on the Floor really means a lot to me. And the album as a whole, because I think the album kind of sort of talks about this a lot, about just sort of leaving your old life behind. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he talked about in an interview that is up on the Lumineers channel on YouTube. Uh, it's like a three-minute interview about this, the, the meaning behind Cleopatra. How he talks about how his wife's friend is from uh, the country Georgia. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's like the only female driver or female uh, taxi driver in the entire like country. Damn. And she talks about how like she met a man who wanted a relationship to move really fast. And her father, like she was going through a tough time and her father had just died and this man wants her to make a decision whether or not she like wants to leave her town, leave her life and go be with him or continue living her life. And she chose not to go and do that. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, it ties in the entire, uh, was it the ballad of Cleopatra Mm. music video, uh, where constantly there's, parts where a character will sort of flash in and out or it almost it's like a transition effect yeah mm-hmm. where it shows them splitting into like either going or staying and i think that that really brought a message to me about uh maybe it's okay not to make a decision on your life in the moment mm-hmm. rather than making a decision in the long term or taking time to decide what you need because there's not i don't know how to say it. <laughs> i'm trying to get deep but i'm not you can um, you can get deep it, you can choose. we're trying to cry it's a safe space we're trying to get hard and cry with each other <laughs> no it is it it really just speaks to me because i <laughs> i mean um like my my dream is to just fucking and my goal obviously in life is to just sort of like get away from all this shit, <laughs> like get away from everything, like live in a fucking shack in Montana. Oops. Did I... You're okay. Oh. You're okay. 
uh, like go live in a shack in Montana and have nobody bother me for the rest of my life. Dude, literally same. <laughs> you guys Which can I mean both is, have nobody bother you together. Nate can testify to this. I've literally said to him many times that my I just want to be like Frank Ocean. I just want to disappear for four years and then yeah. put out music and be like, I'm going to disappear again. Yeah, like that would be a dream of mine. And then like to be able to live off of that would be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lyrics yeah. on that song, though, I took note of it. I said, holy fuck, the lyrics cut deep and have so much imagery. I Cleopatra. fucking love imagery. So I was, like, eating that yeah. shit nah, up. dude, that guy is, like, so descriptive mm-hmm. with everything. With the uh, title track? Cleopatra? Just all of it, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Cleopatra. Yeah, I almost said Cleopatra for some reason. Cleopatra, you know, we all know that uh, dude, yeah. that bloke. Ophelia. <laughs> yeah. Is the, obviously the most popular track on the song. Uh... The, the fluttery sort of piano melody. I was about to mention that. It's beautiful throughout the entire track. I mean, the entire album's beautiful, and I keep saying this. Uh, it just brings me back to a place of, like, just sort of happiness. I I always used to listen to this album when I traveled, which is what I should have answered before. Hey, but I couldn't man. think of anything. It's good road, You're road doing it music. Now. Like, I don't want to dig deep into, like, stories about my life. But <laughs> you can. Were, that's like what's her name. We're here Tell to, us what her yeah, name is. We're, we're, who no, are you, exactly. <laughs> it goes into something like that. I was on a. I was on a trip, like a long. I forgot where I was going. I don't know where the fuck I was going. I was on a longer trip with a girl that I was with at the time, and I remember literally putting on headphones and just listening to this album on repeat the entire fucking trip. Damn. And I felt so bad because I just got so immersed and lost in this album. That I was like, I didn't even realize that you were there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, who's there now? Cleopatra, baby. True. Facts. True. She stuck by your side. True. So then the next one is, <laughs> is the title track, Cleopatra. Fuck yeah. Wait. Um, what? Whatever I was saying before, when you were what? talking about the taxi yeah. driver lady... That was about Cleopatra, right? Yeah. Okay, because I made a comment, and I was like, oh, wait, were we not talking about that? No, yeah. About that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. No, yeah, I think I even said something that you were talking about Cleopatra. I know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The audience doesn't. They don't know fucking shit about anything. The, the audience... I'm cutting this shit together, no one's going to know a goddamn I'm assuming thing. that anyone listening to this is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that the only people listening to this listen to, like, Nicki Minaj or Drake, like, popular <laughs> artists that, like, don't like, have any class. I like real hip hop. <laughs> real hip hop is like fucking Logic, MGK, <laughs> fucking Eminem, Tech Ho- Nine, Hobo Tech. Johnston, <laughs> and Hobo. the dude from Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> Only one of them. <laughs> Dylan, and the white Dylan. guy from Run the Jewels. That's all I like. Yeah. Who knows? So you do that? Why haven't? Why don't we go back to missionary and hating your wife? <laughs> What happened to working 12 hours a day and not speaking after three years of marriage? What happened to unfiltered child cigarettes? (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to smoke when... If you're going to smoke Winston, you better smoke the... (laughs) Smoke the best. Now... Go support the boys over there and buy 45 packs of fucking cigarettes. Unfiltered... Our brand new unfiltered cigarettes are the healthiest cigarettes on the market. (laughs) Now made with a pure asbestos coating. (laughs) (laughs) And now for the kids, uranium cigarettes. Your kids will never lose their cigarettes when they're at school or on the playground. (laughs) On the lead-covered playground. (laughs) These cigarettes are detectable by radar. (laughs) Sonar. The new new cigarettes have medicinal mercury and a tip (laughs) lace for your son or daughter's pleasure. Uh, have you ever watched like uh, '60s or '50s commercials? Yeah, I love they're it. like that they're too. Like, like the, they really are. Like the cigarette commercials are so fucking bad. It, it's <laughs> like nine out of ten doctors recommend Winston cigarettes. And it's like a doctor actually smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, "Oh, good." Sorry, I can't do that with my voice. But well, when they when they did the uh, when they started like actually adding filters to it, like they would always. The selling point would be that now it's healthier for you. That as a filter, <laughs> like, Jesus. Now you could smoke your chemical six with filters. It sounded like Bane a little bit. I liked it. You do not know of me, Batman. I was born in the darkness. I was born <laughs> to play Venom in 2018. 
<laughs> Is that hey, movie any good? It's weird. I uh, I didn't know it when it came out, and then it like it sort of felt like it was fake. Like it felt like it didn't happen. It felt like I would always get like random ads for it, but random it didn't flashbacks like, of the movie. Well, it didn't feel like it actually happened. Like it felt yeah. like it was like a fake movie. I don't know why. Maybe it was. Was, was Kubrick behind that? Yeah. Well, he got up to Gunsong, and I know we talked about Gunsong earlier. Uh, Where all the noise happens in the bridge, though. I know. The story's cool that he found a gun in his dad's sock drawer, and he yeah. he was like, you know, I never got to ask him why he had it. <laughs> Didn't he say like, "Holy yeah. shit!" in the song? Yeah, the one part, I yeah, was he like, said, "Yeah." Holy shit. <laughs> and you know, the song was pretty like simple lyrically. You know, like he wasn't saying a lot, but it still told like a story because you can kind of like see yourself in that scene, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of it, uh, when he moves to, like, sort of uh, making an analogy between love and weaponizing love and whatnot, mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty big part of the track, too. I don't know. That's yeah. what I got out of it. It might not be that deep. I don't know. That's what I got out of it. That's what music is. It's hey, what you get out of it. That's what this whole podcast is about. True. I think having a song like that kind of it like it seemed like it left a lot of room for interpretation like you could kind of make your own story out of what he's saying yeah you know what i mean and that's most songs english I guess. teacher the fuck out of it who <laughs> <laughs> you did yeah nah. no no nah. you know like you said every song has like a different meaning yeah that's like why i wanted to do this is like what does it mean to you yeah, yeah. oh yeah that, that pretty much uh i don't know it, i just get the feeling of uh like sort of weaponizing love to use it against somebody as a way to make them feel like they either have to do what you want to do or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just weird. It might just be a trauma response. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were weaponized against. I held my dog hostage. <laughs> he wanted to leave. And I was like, I love you. Why are you leaving? Uh, <laughs> you held Angela, the gun up to your head. You gave your dog Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Angela is another track. That <laughs> <laughs> You're just like fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't care what you think. This is my podcast. <laughs> hey, honestly, I am the captain. Take it. Angela was like one of my favorites. I thought it was one of their most played songs, and it's not right. Like you would say, uh, it it was most played on like alternative stations around here. I remember that. But in the greater scheme, it's not. Like would um, you say, it's one of their more popular songs. It. It got a weird resurgence. Like, I don't know if I was telling you about how it got, like, a really weird resurgence around, like, 2018-ish. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of a sudden I started hearing it over and over again. I don't know. <laughs> but it sort of has the same idea of, like, uh, like needing to get away from it all and, like, somebody actually making the decision to get out and go explore what it is they want to do with their life rather than yeah. staying and not yeah yeah <laughs> so this uh, album came at like a formative time in your life where you like felt like you needed to explore and like get out yeah like, really explore like myself in general and really figure out what the hell like i wanted to do like i was a business major <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all and now we're I'm a all Twitter socialist. Major. <laughs> <laughs> business major turned Twitter socialist, Tim Calkins. Pretty much the, the common evolution. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. He had to study capitalism to go against it. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, did some reading about that song. And our boy Wesley said, uh, now we're, we're on that level now. Yeah. I um, like this one. He said it was like about leaving new york city i think and he said that angela is kind of like a a combination of all the people he met and i noticed that one part in the song he mentioned something about kind of like big city people kind of like build you up but it's only for like their own good they only kind of use you for what they can get out of you and they don't actually i forgot the line he said oh he said build you up just to cut you down right like what yeah. i'm doing build here, you up just to cut you down yeah so he was kind of talking about big city life. Which yeah, I thought was kind of interesting. Well, you know, yeah, like how a lot of uh, dumbass fucking people probably wouldn't. Like pick how up a, on that. a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times, I feel like he was talking about like a lot of times in those cities where there's a lot of fakeness around you with a lot of uh, advertisement, 
people are constantly advertising their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think I saw that same interview. Why are we going over time? No, you're good. Oh. There's no time limit. Just, like, just yeah. Rolling. But yeah, uh, how people always are trying to advertise themselves, whether it be uh, like actual advertisements for companies or somebody with like, I don't know, so, say somebody who has like lives, moves to LA, has like 30K followers and like they always advertise how wonderful their, their life is, but they also live in a studio apartment with like six other people and they barely eat and barely pay rent. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that's the part you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a very common thing nowadays. I feel like mm-hmm. and, true. You know, or a very like fakeness between. I know I talk about this a lot. Uh, I well, I jo- I made a joke about this for a while about like local artists. <laughs> Everybody knows the, the fuck local bit. artists wave, yeah. but from um, Clarence Tompkins. <laughs> but like a lot with that, and I'm not saying like specific people or like even people on our scene is in general, but a lot of people with like, uh, you see it a lot in smaller scenes where people are just sort of fake for the sake of being fake. Mm -hmm. And I think that really ties into the song sort of how he's sick of this fakeness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he needs to just leave that in order to find what really makes him happy or find people that are honest with him that really, bring him back down to earth true yeah especially since like he's obviously a musician so there's a lot of people he probably knew maybe who were also musicians yeah and like you were saying like a lot of people latch on to other people for a gain but they don't really give a shit about you as a person you know, like sorry. me with ivy league with, yeah, yeah what tim is doing to us and <laughs> everyone in ivy league is actually against each other what i do with my parents you know i'm just clinging on to them for cloud at this point what i do with my cats you know i'm gonna skip sorry yeah. i'm gonna skip a couple songs i'm gonna go to a long way from home because that song fucks me up every time yeah i know i don't like to always be like the the lyrics 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 guy but really the the story behind it kind of gets me along with that uh what's it called with that very up front and center guitar mm. like the same riff over and over um and then just his, his uh his vocals at the beginning i love when he his his vocal range goes into that sort of higher register yeah it's uh, it's almost softer and then the ending <laughs> of the song where it talks about like somebody being in their hospital bed and how they're a long way from where they started or whatnot Shit fucking the theme hit. of home in that song is really cool because because he's talking about his dad right his dad died of cancer mm-hmm. so in the beginning he's talking about his dad then he's kind of talking about himself and how he was kind of like removed from everything and he's like i'm far from home then it kind of goes back to his dad and he's like now he's home meaning like he's in a better place because he isn't going through pain anymore yeah you know and, I mean? it, and it really brings up a question of uh what home really is in general mm-hmm. if it's more so a, a, a feeling rather than like a physical place yeah item. yeah definitely place yeah and that's really interesting this this album which is what i should have said earlier too hey man <laughs> this, it's all good. this album really uh inspires me uh when i go to write music like i know cleopatra the demo version really helped me with tracks like <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I, immediately. Me and Nate started listening to it together a little bit because we were hanging out yesterday, mm. and I was like, I can hear Tim. Like I can hear Tim through him. Like I was like, yeah. I can hear your, the influence, the like little influence there. Yeah, uh, especially with um, that demo version of Cleopatra, I tried to sort of replicate that on my own album. Mm-hmm. Album, uh, the song that was previously known as Interlude Two. Or just two, mm-hmm. that's now called Carrie. It was sort of that whole like trying to set up a, a an atmosphere of like somebody just kind of playing a shitty guitar at like I know he says in the in the recording of the demo version about how he's like a guy in a bar late at night like drunk sort of sloppy guitar playing singing the song. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I try to go with. Um, Ophelia, um, I mean, it's a really popular idea with the song, 
And it's a really popular idea in general to not be able to distinguish the the thought of love and drugs, sort of. Mm-hmm. Kind of intertwine. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've tried to implement in my music a lot, especially with Flow, the song I made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out my song. Uh, Shout out your song. <laughs> what I think would be a beautiful record and what makes this beautiful this record beautiful or this track off this record is the inability to distinguish whether or not he'd be talking about uh like drugs or a love mm-hmm. because they're sort of the same feeling in a deeper sense of the craving that you get what you i don't know <laughs> no i mean you're hitting the fucking mark and yeah I'm... and i i take a lot of inspiration from that when i want to write something because i think of well, what can also have a deeper meaning to it? And, I mean, flow's pretty much, like, just an entire, like, trip. Yeah, that shit really is. Pulled up the lyrics to the um, Ophelia, and it has, like, a very, like, love letter-type vibe. Yeah. So it seems like he's, like, talking directly to this girl, or like you said, it could be drugs, or, could, yeah, it could be something more symbolic than, like, an actual person. Like, specifically, the, the line about, uh, you've been on my mind, girl, like a drug. Mm-hmm. I think I sort of took that and went with that a little bit more. But like I said, you could interpret it anyway. True. Or like pick up different lines and stick with it. I have ADHD. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got pneumonia. I'll be I'll be forgetting about <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's interesting to hear like how people interpret different things. But you obviously have more. I mean, well, here's a question. I guess do you think that like. Uh, the more you listen to these songs, the meaning, like the, the what you take from them, is different. Or do you think it's like you kind of stick with the main like nostalgia factor from the f- first few times? That actually yeah. like perfectly ties in with like uh, uh, like the final question I had was like, how do you feel it holds up now? Like, like what do you think? What is like? Do you get the same? Not to reiterate your oh, the question. same feeling. Yeah. But yeah, like, is it like sorry. N- nostalgia <laughs> or? I'll be forgetting about shit. Has it evolved in your brain? <laughs> um, I mean, it's sort of over the time, over as I get more into music and more into music theory and learning how to actually write and whatnot and taking the time to listen to the listen to it in a deeper uh like a deeper dive into it. I think it brings out a lot more each listen. So like there'll be little things like little instrumentals that you didn't hear, little harmonies you didn't hear. Or things like that where uh I think you were talking about um gun song with the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little tiny things that you hear each time. With I, I think is with a lot of music, it takes a lot of time to actually like dive deep into it and really understand it. Because a lot of it's I mean, it is art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the highest form, if you ask me. And True. I think, you know, like what I mean personally, I think if something's like your favorite, each time you go back to it, depending on like what point you're at in life, you'll kind of take something different from it. Yeah. Each time. I mean, it it is a sad record, mm. but I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of like. I feel like it isn't. It's like sad in a way where there's like there's so many things going on with this shit. No, it it's, really is like a multi-layered type. It's thing. like sad in this in a nostalgic way. It's sad in like a just overall like theme, but there also is a feeling of like hope yeah because yeah. yeah like a lot of the songs where he's like come with me we can do this other thing that's better and there's a lot of themes like that come with me <laughs> but, but it, i don't know it's just one of those things where it's like oh you're a funny guy <laughs> tell a joke and like when you like something you're not always thinking of like why you know especially mm, with music because yeah. like you until were saying two earlier white guys ask you yeah why. until two more white guys with the podcast interrogate you <laughs> yeah, why, gun why would you guys it. do this yeah I don't but know, like you shouldn't. were saying earlier with like meg the stallion and kind of like sexuality and music um you know a lot of it is just what you feel so sometimes you're not thinking like well why do i like this song yeah you're just like oh this makes me feel happy or sad but you know you don't think why you know besides the fact that it's like oh it's supposed to be sad what gives me the happy chemical? Yeah, what gives me the happy? Yeah. Nothing. I'm <laughs> down inside. <laughs> I just stare I'm at a wall. If you want the time. <laughs> give me a harmony. Give me a C sharp major oh, seven. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
Are there I any think, final notes? I mean, yeah, I think this is the wrap. This we're at the top of the hill. I gotta double wrap it up. <laughs> gotta be safe. You gotta be yeah. safe. Well, this was enlightening. This was our first episode, so bear with us. We're figuring shit out. Yeah, and I'll be on the next one too. Tim yeah. will be doing the next four. He's gonna have a residency on this show. Yeah, no, not, we're not joking though. Like, we'll probably just ask Tim to come on randomly, even if we have another guest. There'll be a lot of reoccurring folks on here. Yeah, I'll you know. be talking with, uh, well, we're going to do um, Zelo at some point. We're going to be doing, um, we're going to be doing Connor. We're going to be doing Mark. We're going to be doing Mark. We're going to be doing. <laughs> Other Mark? I don't know. If your Mark. name's Mark, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're curious. If you're uh, under six feet, hit us up. Just because. <laughs> just because we're curious just because we know we could take you yeah we want we want to <laughs> feel couldn't. like the tallest person in the room yeah yeah they do but um hey that was our first episode we they said we couldn't do it but we did and the best part is there's more to come just the tip of the ivy league True. Or the IV. <laughs> facts. yo facts yeah, facts <laughs> just the tip bro this Let's is get uh, it. this is just the head of no! the impending cock that is, <laughs> this is the girth we're this never the, getting monetized this dude. is the head of the um the, the dick that is the entire ivy podcast family <laughs> um you know yeah. we got demos too out um, we don't talk or act like this on there. <laughs> That's pretty tamed and really good, and we worked really hard on it. Yeah. Um, we got fucking Clarence. Clarence, Clarence. you want to drop um, your the the you want to do a plug? We are never getting out of fucking Boise, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. I don't I know. It's such a living make, on the farm. We're never making it out of Pierre, South Dakota, dude. It's crap here. Fuck. <laughs> we're never making it out of Owensboro, Kentucky. We're never making it out of Topeka, Kansas. Fuck, Fuck dude. dude. We're stuck in. Piss. We're stuck in this city. We're we stuck in. in the mud, dude. We're stuck <laughs> we're in the stuck trenches. In the we're in the trenches of Topeka right now. Piss. Trapping out of Topeka. <laughs> Trapping out of Topeka. Um, okay, we need to. Okay, so yeah, up. we got Clarence Tompkins. Check out his fucking music. Temptations. Temptations. Temptations, Tompkins. Uh, Paranoia uh, 4 coming out. Paranoia 4 is coming. Paranoia 4 is coming. Yep. It's a riot. And, um, April 1st. It might be out before this. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, the, it's like let's six see. days. Uh, blank. Yep, April 2nd. So, Paranoia, right, so Paranoia 4. Let's go! Paranoia Dude. 4 is out, baby! We just listened to it. Yo, it right is the best. It's so fucking good. It came <laughs> yo, out yesterday, technically. Yo, go listen to it. Uh, the link to the fucking SoundCloud, the greatest streaming platform of all time, <laughs> is in the bio to this. It It'll be will. on all streaming platforms named SoundCloud. <laughs> It'll be on all SoundCloud. No, all streaming platforms named SoundCloud. <laughs> Tim has yeah. an exclusive deal like Chance the Rapper with SoundCloud. He had to yeah. bail them out. <laughs> True. It has nothing to do with copyright. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Everything um, to do with the person who's releasing the album. Uh, yes. Rotation is going to keep fucking rotating, baby. Episode two. Next week. At some point. Hearing signing this. off. Thank you. <laughs> You're fucking handsome. You're gorgeous and That's nice. That's what we are uh, outro. Like we we say bye and then we all like whisper weird shit.